Welcome to the party, pal. The, the Michael Duke Show. The greed and the entitlement is astounding to me. What more could you want from a low-budget radio program? This is a dumpster fire. That was just BS. It is time to get a new perspective. We know just what you need, and we've got just the cure. Open wide and prepare for a steaming hot cup of freedom. I just don't fathom it. The Michael Dukes Show, streaming live across the world. Yep, across the world on the interwebs at MichaelDukeshow.com. Good morning and welcome to the program. It is your home for common sense, liberty-based, free-thinking radio, uh, The Michael Duke Show. Uh, We're broadcasting live not only on the internet at MichaelDukeshow.com, where you'll find links to our uh, live stream Uh, Links to our social media sites where we simulcast the show, but also links to our podcast as well, which is available every day wherever you find podcasts, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. It's good stuff, and uh, you'll want to stop by there. Also, of course, broadcasting live on terrestrial radio uh, across the state of Alaska. Uh, It's uh, on this year local radio station and or FM Translator, good morning and welcome to the program. Um, I'm dreaming of a white. Yes, it's a white Christmas for all of us here uh, in the state of Alaska, but especially in the South Central area. What a what a hot mess! I'm actually trapped at home um, because uh, we have yet to see. The snow plows in my subdivision here, and there's about two and a half foot of snow on the roads uh, leading up to the feeder position, uh, you know, up to the Kanikus Bay Road, the feeder road that goes off into Wasilla. And uh, so there are several, uh, apparently several subdivisions around here that are still waiting for that. So even though you've, uh, excuse me. Shoveled out your car and freed everything and all that. Now we're kind of all waiting for, okay, and uh, now what? (laughs) And uh, now what? Uh, So we're going to give you some updates on that here in just a second. But today is Tuesday, and that means the weekly top three. The weekly top three from uh, our friend Brad Keithley from Alaskans for Sustainable Budgets. And... uh, we're gonna give you. Uh, uh, we're gonna. He's got three meaty topics to discuss today, including a look at the governor's revenue forecast, potentially what he may see coming in the governor's budget, which is due this Friday. The governor's budget coming in this Friday. Uh, also, a look at uh, who pays. It's another look. Uh, Charles Wolferth has got an article up about that, uh, an, a, a, um, an opinion piece in the ADN, which I think Brad is going to talk about. And then finally, the correlation between oil prices and education spending. What does that uh, tell us here in, um, in the coming months? What are we going to be looking at? So Brad's going to go over those big three topics today. And he's prepping for the big uh, Christmas edition of the show, which is going to be coming next week. We'll talk about that here in just a minute. In hour two of the broadcast, it's going to be Chris Story, the man from Homer, who's coming in to give us our weekly 
uh, Uplift, our weekly life coaching lesson, our PMA boost, whatever you want to call it. Chris is going to be joining us, and we're going to be going over all that here in uh, in just a in just a little bit. So don't um, don't uh, don't don't uh, miss all that. Okay. Okay. Um, <clears throat> also, what else? Uh, what else did I have to go to? We're going to talk about uh, oh, uh, the five days of Christmas. The five days of Christmas, courtesy of our friends over there. At uh, Satellite West, uh, courtesy of your local radio stations, and courtesy of us here at the Michael Duke Show. What is the five days of Christmas? Well, it's a chance to win a free bivy stick. What is a bivy stick, you might ask yourself? Well, a bivy stick is a little teeny tiny device that um, uh, that connects to your cell phone and turns your cell phone into a satellite communicator. So no matter where you go, uh, you could still be able to send text messages, you can still send emails, and you can uh, know exactly where you are. And if you're with a group of friends, like snow machining or hunting or hiking, biking, trekking, traveling, wherever you are, you could also use their group troop, group tech feature to make sure that you everybody knows where everybody is and uh, and everything else. It is just a fantastic little device to keep you going here in the last frontier. And you can win one for free. This is like a 200 and something dollar, excuse me, 200 and something dollar retail value for this little unit. And we're going to be giving away five of them starting the day after tomorrow, Thursday, Thursday, Friday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. We're giving away one every day for five days, the five days of Christmas. And, uh, And the only way that you can win is by going over to my website at michaeldukeshow.com, michaeldukeshow.com, just typing it in so that I can see it all there, make sure that everybody can see it, Uh, and clicking on the Satellite West logo at the top of the page, or just scroll down a little bit there, and you'll see the big banner for the five days of Christmas, the five days the soft and loving five days of Christmas. Um, and uh, just go over there and get signed up. And guess what? <clears throat> you could win. That's the only way you can win, in fact, is by, uh, is by doing that. So it's, uh, it's, it's fun. It's amazing. And uh, go, go check it out right now. We had uh, yesterday, we had, I think... And I'm looking back here. I think it's 50 something, 53 people signed up yesterday, 53 people signed up. So you still got a pretty good, you still got a, a pretty good chance of, uh, of winning my friends. You've still got a pretty good chance of winning. Even if you, um, uh, even if you, uh, uh, sign up right now. Uh, I mean, it's still a pretty good chance because I don't think we have but close to 100 entries right now. So we got five. So that gives you a one in one in five chance of winning with 100 entries. I mean, I'm not much of a mathematician, but that pretty much uh, covers it right there. Uh, so the five days of Christmas, courtesy of our friends at Satellite West uh, and your local radio station. Special thank you to them. And, uh, of course, uh, uh, to uh, Satellite West themselves. Oh, uh, here's the other thing. I forgot to to tell you. 
uh, special offer. Now, you don't have to sign up for service uh, for the Pivotel because it does have a subscription plan, right? It's a subscription plan based, but they got plans for as low as like 13, 14 bucks a month. Uh, to be able to use it year round, I've got the I've got the good plan, and I just leave it in my glove box, right, just in case something happens, or I leave it in my coat pocket, and I've just got it turned on just in case I need to use it. Um, but um, for Michael Duke Show listeners, they have a special offer. If you do get activated by the end of the year, and that's the only requirement, you don't have to, but if you do, you can get the options of getting three months for free on a twelve month plan. So you get 15 months. You could get four months for free on a two-year plan, which would give you actually 28 instead of 24 months. And if you decide to go full whole hog and get the big three-year plan, you would get another half of a year totally for free. So 42 months in total, and you would just pay for the 36 months um, if you want to do that. And this, of course, is about half the price of competitors like Garmin or any of those other, and they do a lot more, a lot more than what any of those things do. So again, you could just win the unit or you could win the unit and then give yourself a Christmas gift to making sure you have peace of mind uh, and the ability to use it throughout the year. But Or you could give it away as a gift. If you want to give it to a friend as a gift or to a, a loved one as a gift, somebody who's outdoorsy or who's always going herring off into the wilderness somewhere, this would make the perfect gift. And again, special deal for Michael Duke Show listeners. You can get extra free months courtesy because Bivy heard about what we were doing. And uh, they said, hey, we'll throw in some extra months if they decide to do it. So you don't have to, but if you want to, it's there. Thank you to the friends at uh, Bivy for helping us out with, uh, with that as well. Okay. Um, okay. 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 What else we got? What else we got? Um, that's it. Some headlines, some news. Uh, two feet of snow, of course, has brought much of the central peninsula to a halt. Uh, Anchorage is still, they still have not gotten through the feeder roads. They have not, they, they're still, as of 10 o'clock last night, they had not gotten to the local neighborhood roads either. As I mentioned, I'm out here in the Wasilla area and apparently there's lots of subdivisions that have not been plowed out yet. And for those of us without a snow plow, that makes it a little difficult because we can't even drive down to the roads, to the main roads that have been plowed. So that's tough. Uh, the Matsu uh, school districts are on a remote learning day. They already decided remote learning. We're not going to try and send anybody to school. Both the Anchorage and the Kenai school districts have said that school will be open, but it will not be mandatory. Uh, that if you do, it's up to you to decide whether or not your kids are, if it's safe to get to school. Uh, and of course, some tragic news yesterday down in the Kenai after uh, one person, a woman, 31-year-old woman, was struck. Uh, she was walking on the road, apparently in whiteout conditions, and was struck by a snowplow. Uh, some real tragic stuff there. And uh, <clears throat> we were sorry to hear that. But that is, um, that is the, you know, that, that's kind of the whole rundown. It's kind of a hot mess down here in the whole South Central and Southern Peninsula area. But here's the bad news. And we got Brad Keithley coming up here in just a second. But I got this last night as a flash from the National Weather Service um, as of, I don't know, six something last night. This is the word. And this covers 
Anchorage, Matsu, Western Kenai Peninsula, Prince William Sound, Copper River Basin, Wasilla, Sutton, Chickaloon, Seward, Girdwood, Moose Pass, Valdez, Thompson Pass, Paxson, Willow, the whole shebang. Here it goes. A widespread winter storm mixed with precipitation is possible for South Central on Wednesday through Thursday. Another round of precipitation is expected to move across the South Central Wednesday through Thursday this week. The system is expected to follow very soon after the passage of a relatively smaller snowfall for Tuesday. That's today. They're expecting two to four inches. Precipitation is expected to begin as snow for most locations, but as warm southerly flows bring additional moisture into the area, snow could transition to rain near the coastal areas and the southern Kenai Peninsula. As warmer air filters through terrain gaps through the Cook Inlet, rain could mix with snow in the valley locations such as the Kanik River Valley, Western Kenai, and the Anchorage Bowl. The potential for freezing rain cannot be ruled out uh, for this event, especially for the Kenai Peninsula. Cold air will filter behind the frontal passage and could add to the potential for slippery surfaces Heavy, uh, heavy tree branches and power lines could break. Expect the forecast to change as this storm evolves. So, <clears throat> more good news. Just saying, more good news. It's all, it's all coming down. It's all coming down right now. So, um, I'm only here to bring you stuff. I'm only don't don't kill the messenger. That's all I'm saying. Don't hate the messenger. Just know that I'm trying to bring more to you. All right. The my <laughs> there's some there's some people in the chat room who are not happy about that. All right, we got more coming up. The Michael Duke Show continues. Common Sense, Liberty Base, Free Thinking Radio. Brad Keithley is waiting in the wings. We're going to be joined by him here in just a moment. We'll return right after this. Broadcasting live through a series of tubes. Allowing all of these uh, entities to provide streaming stuff going on, on, the, on the, the internet. Well, it's kind of hard to explain. Sorry. Streaming live every weekday morning on Facebook Live and MichaelDukesShow.com. Don't shoot the messenger, all right? Don't. I'm just, I'm trying to prepare you for that. That's all I'm doing. I'm trying to prepare. That came across one of my feeds, and I'm like, oh, this has got to be bogus. This has got to be some. Nope. Pulled that straight off the NOAA weather website, baby. Right off the NOAA weather website. Uh, Gasoline's on Twitch, and he says, yeah, dude, I love the Michael Duke show. Well, thank you. I appreciate it. Thank you for coming in and joining us this morning. Um, What else? Um, And then give yourself, do they have maps and mapping? And get and then give yourself. Do they do they have mapping and maps? I don't know what we're talking about here, bro, a hawk. It's the National Weather Service, if that's what you're talking about. Yes, it's going to have maps, and yes, we could have rain. Um, Hyder got 25 foot of snow last year. Get off! It's still half of normal. Well, we received half a year of precipitation in eight days in the rest of South Central, Jim. So. I mean, feel far superior because if we don't live in Hyder, 
but we got half a year's worth of precipitation in eight days, and some of us are still stuck at home. Uh, I mean, my Jeep Cherokee, which is a nice, strong four-wheel drive vehicle that my son drives, the snow is up over the tires, okay? Uh, we, we ain't driving out of here without tracks or tractors. We're waiting for the snowplow. So, I mean, people just got to plan. That's all. I'm not, I'm not saying it's, I remember coming down when I lived in Wasilla, we came down and visited here and there was so much snow that it was piled like eight feet high berms on the sides of the highway. So there has been more snow for sure. It was just a lot in a few days, right? I mean, that's the big thing. It was just to get so much in such a short period of time, you know, that's the problem. Okay. Okay. Uh, again, don't shoot the messenger. Did you guys uh, go over to my website and get signed up for the five days of uh, Christmas? The five days of Christmas, courtesy of our friends at Satellite West in your local radio station. Okay. Um, I guess I'm done yapping. I guess I'm done yapping. Let's go see what Brad's doing. He's he's hanging out. He's hanging out. I don't know. Are you uh, are you stuck at home, Brad, or are you uh, are you footloose and fancy free over there? What's going on? Well, I'm visiting my mother in Illinois, so uh, so I'm not I'm not experiencing all oh, this. So you've avoided uh, you dodge. Uh, although we're supposed you dodge the bullet. Then okay. I dodge the bullet so far. But, but we're supposed to have snow here, and a little bit of snow here goes a long way, you know. Yeah, no, we, we're not we're not quite a Illinois is not quite as accustomed to it. So. No, no, no. The uh, the four feet of snow in in a week is probably more than they would know what to do with at that point. I, I'm coming back next week though, so if you can get all the roads clear by the time I get back, I would would appreciate. Well, it. that was the worst part. Is like the city of Anchorage had not even got all the feeder and side roads and residential roads done from the snowfall last week when this weekend hit, and so it's just like insult to injury. That's the that's the worst part. I mean, it's a hot mess. Well, and you're and you you're adding another storm on top of that. You personally, are adding I personally a storm am adding on top another of that. one. It's supposed to come Wednesday, and it's supposed to have rain in it. So, hey, there you go. It's, uh, you know. Well, that'd, melt, that'd melt a little bit maybe then. Yeah. It, and then, then we'll have floods. Then we'll have just yeah. we'll have just a huge mess. Nothing like a little snow with a big crust of ice on top of it, right? I mean, am I wrong? It's going to be, it'll be, it'll be a white Christmas that's even sparklier because of all the ice. It'll be fantastic. <laughs> and with people skating down the roads. Yeah, yeah it'll exactly. Be, it'll be fun. Exactly. I'm, I'm getting... I'm, I'm, I'm going to get back just in time for that. Just in time hey, for that. we're only here to help. That's all. We're just here to make your make your Christmas <laughs> dreams come true. Uh, so, Brad, you ready to uh, dive into this? Are we going to get some speculation on the governor's budget and everything? We are going to get some speculation, uh, and it's going to be that. It's going to be speculation, but I'm I'm ready. But right now, I'm working on my Christmas list. You gave me my. My assignment of what to I worry did. about for I did. what to think about for next week. Next so. week is going to be That's fun. <laughs> yeah, you got it. It's homework. It's probably harder to do than all this other stuff. All right. Well, hold the line. Uh, hold the line, Brad. We're going to be right back to you here. I'm going to put you back in the green room. We're going to get ready. We got to go. The Michael Duke Show, Common Sense, Liberty Based, Free Thinking Radio. Like and share. Like and share. Like and follow. Do all the YouTubey stuff. Let's go. Here we go. <laughs>
Well, welcome back. Uh, appreciate you guys all coming in. It is a beautiful Tuesday morning. Crisp and clear. Snowing a little bit. Expecting two to four more inches today before the rainstorm tomorrow or Wednesday or Thursday or whatever. Uh, that's okay. Brad Keithley's here to bring you up. It's pretty tough when Brad is the uplift. You know, because Brad's usually the one that tears everybody apart and uh, gives them heartburn and everything else. But Brad, today, apparently, you're the good news. Before the real good news from Chris Story, that's uh, that's something. That's, that's, we're, in, we're in bad shape. Then, I know. It's, it's, not, the good news. it's not a good thing, Brad. Not a good thing. Uh, Brad Keithley, uh, founder, director of Alaskans for Sustainable Budgets, comes on every week to give us uh, what he considers to be the top three items that we should be facing on a weekly basis. Now, some of them are reoccurring, and that's only because we can't get everybody else to pay attention to them. Uh, I mean, if they would pay attention to them, we could have fixed a lot of this years ago. But right. I mean, it just it is what it is. Uh, but Brad uh, comes on board. And today, of course, uh, we got some uh, we got some big three topics, including uh, look at the governor's revenue forecast and budget. Another look at who pays and the correlation between oil prices and education spending are the big top three. But next week, Brad's going to be coming on board and it's the no politics all week. I took a poll yesterday and I was like, maybe it's just me. Maybe I'm the only one that doesn't want to do politics for the last three days of the year. And everybody was like, oh, no, please, God, don't do politics. So next week, it's going to be the top three Christmas things for Brad. So it'll be his favorite movies, his favorite memories, his favorite music, his favorite food. We're just going to riff for a whole, almost a whole hour just about Christmas and memories and we're going to have a good time. So Brad's got like homework, uh, which is kind of freaking him out, I think, a little bit. Uh, but, Brad, but Brad, I mean, he's like, I had no idea to come onto this show and open up my heart and show, you know, all this kind of stuff. He was he was here for hard-hitting analysis, and now I'm, I'm pimping him out for Christmas. All right, uh, Brad. So let's uh, let's get, sorry. Let's, I don't know how to respond to all I that. Know, it's, <laughs> That's just it's a flood, Brad. Just deal with it. Just go with the flow. Uh, all right, let's take a look at number one. Number one today: a look at the governor's revenue forecast and some prognostication on what you think his budget is going to look like, which is due on Friday. So we won't be having a chance to analyze this before the new year. So give us uh, give us your thoughts, Brad. Take it away. Well, the uh, as, as a friend said, it's that tradition where the governor's budget is due, or the governor, or the revenue forecast is due, and the and the oil markets have gone haywire. Uh, that seems to be a, a what we've the cycle we've gotten into the last few years. In the spring, the markets have gone haywire on the on the upside uh, with prices increasing. Uh, this year, the markets have gone haywire on the downside with prices uh, prices decreasing. Let's do, let's do the revenue forecast first. The revenue forecast is going to be uh, is going to be tough. Um, it, it's going to show that uh, that revenues are uh, down a lot uh, for uh, uh, the current fiscal year FY twenty three, and they're going to show that they're down a lot for next year FY twenty four. The 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 year that the legislature is going to be working on the budget, they're going to be working on when they go back to Juneau. And it's going to show that the subsequent years are down from uh, from the prior revenue forecast. This year's budget, uh, some will recall, is based upon uh, $101. That was the price that they used uh, at the time. They set the budget up to work in tiers. Uh, at 102 above $102, money went to uh, the Constitutional Budget Reserve, uh, and above a certain level above that, it went to the directly to the permanent fund. 
below $102 uh, down to $87, uh, the money in that uh, tranche of revenues goes to uh, forward funding for K through 12 below $87. Uh, they've run through the SBR uh, and, uh, and they're into the, in the constitutional budget reserve. The current forecast as of this morning, taking into account the, what we, the prices we've experienced thus far and taking into account the futures market is for an annual average of $86, so below the $87. Uh, this is using the same format, the same running 10-day average, futures market average that the that the, uh, the revenue uh, forecast is based on. So we're, around, we're right around that $87 mark, maybe a little bit uh, below it uh, in, a, in a situation where when the legislature comes in, they're going to have to dig into the CBR uh, a little bit to, uh, to balance the uh, FY23 budget. There's going to be no... Based upon this forecast, there's going to be no uh, forward funding for K through 12. The real tough part is going to be FY24, uh, the budget that the legislature is going to have to deal with uh, or is going to deal with this coming uh, legislative session. The spring revenue forecast forecasts that price, uh, the price for FY24, as an average of $90. The futures market is telling us this morning that that average for uh, for FY24 is $78, uh, $12 below uh, the FY uh, the FY or the the spring revenue forecast projection for uh, FY24. So revenues are way down uh, as well for FY24 and then for the remainder of the 10-year uh, outlook that the administration has prices sort of get back to normal by FY29 well get back to the the projection that was included in the spring revenue forecast by FY29 and FY30, but between FY24 and FY29, uh, prices stay significant below the, significantly below what was forecast in the uh, in the uh, futures uh, or in the in the spring revenue forecast. So we're going to see we're going to see a, a revenue forecast that's going to have significantly lower uh, uh, prices. There's one other aspect of the revenue forecast that I'm really going to be uh, focused on as well, and that's the production forecast. Uh, the, the production forecast for FY23 um, uh, included in the spring revenue forecast was 502,000 uh, 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 barrels a day uh, and, and increasing from there over, over future years, slightly in FY24 and then subsequent years sort of, sort of went up from there. We, have, we, haven't, touched F, we haven't touched 500,000 uh, uh, barrels a day yet on a monthly average uh, yet this year. And we're fairly deep into the year. We're approaching 50% halfway through the year. Um, and I think, I think it, it, it's fairly clear that the production forecast is, is a little high. So these prices that we talk about, the $87 as being the break point between forward funding K through 12 and, and, and you know, not being able to forward fund K through 12, these price levels are all based upon production levels of 502 thousand barrels a day. If we don't get to 502,000 barrels a day, then these price levels are, are a little bit out of kilter. The price levels would need to be higher. If the production's lower, the price levels would need to be higher. And the fact that we're short running the price levels takes on takes on more significance. So there, there, we're, we're about to have a, a reckoning uh, on, both, uh, on both price levels and on production levels, I think, that are going to show that the FY23 budget and I'm going to guess the FY24 budget also on production levels are going to be are going to be lower, and um, and so we're going to have lower revenues. Brad, uh, shouldn't we have learned our lesson on this? I mean, this reminds me again of the um, 
of the uh, Sean Parnell years where we were building budgets based on outdated pricing. I mean, it, he was basing a budget on $115 oil and we were down somewhere in the 80s on oil. Uh, and now they're doing the same thing only on production value. So, I mean, it seems like all these numbers mean nothing because, uh, you know, you could have barrel at $90, uh, the, 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 the numbers for the price could match, but if you've got production at 15% over anything that we've been doing, you still paint yourself into a corner. Yeah, it's a, it's a challenge. I, I wrote a column, one of my columns for the Alaska landmine a few weeks ago, uh, was how to address that. I mean, it was, I think the headline had something to do about something to do with OPEC. Uh, and and the fact that you know we're sort of the tail on the OPEC dog, we get wagged around by whatever OPEC's doing on prices, and it was it was an analysis of what we could do to to help solve that. And one of the things that people have talked about and that I talk about in that in that column is using the ten year average of oil prices. Um, oil prices go up, oil prices go down, but if you use the ten year average, uh, the trailing ten year average, uh, or the trailing five year average, well, that'd be a little bit more volatile. Uh, but use a trailing average like we do, for example, with the with the permanent fund dividend. We use the trailing five year average of earnings from the from the permanent fund, or uh, the uh, the POMV approach. We use the trailing five year um, uh, average value of the permanent fund in in calculating the uh, POMV. So, in other major areas of fiscal policy, we're using a trailing average so that we don't get caught up in these in these spikes that go up and down like we are with oil. We've never done that with oil. We've always used the next year's forecast uh, uh, done by the Department of Revenue as adjusted in the spring revenue forecast. We've always used the next year forecast. And so we've had these, these up and downs and variations. If, um, if, we, if we flipped oil fiscal policy to the same way we do uh, uh, permanent fund earnings fiscal policy for the PFD or for the POMV, if we flipped oil policy to do that, to do a trailing average, we'd have a, a more stable, wouldn't be perfectly stable, but we'd have a more stable approach. I've urged uh, the administration uh, to do that. Uh, I don't anticipate seeing it uh, in, this, uh, in this revenue forecast, but, but as people dig into fiscal policy uh, in this coming session, I think it's something that they, that they really ought to take up because the, these oil spikes and these oil uh, uh, drops it just, you know, just whip us around. Last year, we saw we had an oil spike, oil price spike, oil revenue spike, and we spent it all. <laughs> I mean, we, we, do, we just, you know, went crazy spending it all. And this year, we're going to have an oil price low, and it's going to be a tough budget. I mean, the, the governor's budget is going to be predicated on, on much lower revenues. Um, I suspect what we're going to see in the budget is a bunch of tricks. To make to make the optics look better, right. he doesn't want to. He doesn't want doesn't want to propose deep cuts uh, that got him into trouble in uh, in 2019 that had such a reaction in twenty nineteen. He doesn't want to propose those. This governor's not going to propose new revenues or or substitute revenues for PFD cuts. He doesn't want to propose deep PFD cuts. He wants to keep to POMB fifty fifty if he can. So the way you do that is you start playing with inflation. You start playing with you know growth factors. You start playing with a bunch of things to make the optics look better going forward uh, than, than what they really are. Um, I, I think I think my first column after this new budget is going to be come in, coming out is here's the tricks that uh, that the that the governor is included in the tenure, included in the budget, and the 10 year plan to, to make the optics look better when it really isn't. Right. But you're exactly right, Michael. We need to we need to do better on how we calculate oil revenues 
And I think adopting an approach that's similar to what we do with with the permanent fund, the trailing average approach we use with permanent fund, permanent, uh, permanent fund dividend with the POMV uh, would put us in a lot, uh, uh, a lot less volatile situation. Well, that's number four of the charter of changes is the one that we talk about the least, and that is changing the budget, changing how we factor the budget. It shouldn't be this lawn dart with uh, revenue projections that are pie in the sky. You know, I mean, I've often said, why not? Uh, you know, why couldn't we build it on a five-year rolling average of past revenues and start from there kind of thing? Um, and, you know, this trickery is, you know, what we call voodoo economics. That's what the, you know, this kind of sorcerous shell game that we see in these budgets. It just, it blows my mind that we're still here. We're still here. 15 years later, we've been talking about the accounting tricks that they pull in this kind of stuff. And it's just astonishing. We keep falling for it and we keep going for it. And I, I for one, am quite sick of it, quite honestly. Quickly, Brad. Oh, sorry, go ahead. Well, it, you know, it sort of depends. Again, it goes back to this this discussion we've had before. Does Governor does Dunleavy want to be a, a a does he want to worry about his legacy in this in this next four years, or does he want to worry about you know running for Senate in four years or six years, depending upon how many how people feel about Dan Sullivan and in that in that time frame? Um, and if he wants to be a legacy governor, I think one of the things he could do, and he can do this through the Department of Revenue. I mean, there's no there's no statute that says how you calculate oil revenues um, and, and that you have to abide by. You, it, It's really up to the governor originally and how he proposes to calculate oil revenues in his budget. If he wants to be a legacy governor, to leave a legacy like Jay Hammond in his second term, uh, then I think addressing that revenue issue, how we calculate revenues for budget purposes, could be one of the things he would do to, to help leave a legacy. Uh, Brad, give us a quick sneak peek at number two before we go to break here quickly. So both uh, Charles Wolforth in, uh, in columns in the ADN and the ADN have talked about uh, all the things we could do to make Alaska better. Um, and uh, and they have there's a common theme to them, and, and we're going to talk about those common themes. Uh, they aren't preserving the PFD, by the way, but we're going to talk about those common themes. <laughs> Big, this is my shocked face, Brad, my absolute <laughs> shocked face that they're not talking about preserving the PFD. All right, Brad Keithley is our guest, Alaskans for Sustainable Budgets. We got more coming up. Don't forget to go over there to MichaelDukeShow.com to get signed up for the five days of Christmas. Only Alaskans can win, by the way. You have to be in the state to be able to get this, and we'll be shipping it off to you via UPS as soon as you win. So go check it out. MichaelDukeShow.com. Click on the five days of Christmas banner. We got more coming up. The Michael Duke Show, Common Sense, Liberty-based. Free Thinking Radio. If you missed the show, you can listen to it on your time with Dukes On Demand. Oh, and it's free. Like America used to be. Streaming live every weekday morning on Facebook Live and MichaelDukesShow.com. Okay, just enjoy, just endorse your PFD checks to the teachers' unions. That's, that's what David says. <laughs> that's what David says. Uh, David, by the way, uh, send me a uh, message uh, to the show here on Facebook, will you? I want to ask you a question. Um, <clears throat> so, David Boyle, if you're listening right now, which I assume you are, it's. Uh, um, all right. Trickery from the Juno clown posse. I'm shocked. I tell you just shocked. 
Um, this is the thing. And then and then Harold's giving you decorating advice. Brad, you need a picture on the wall. It's way too spooky being a room with nothing on the wall. So it just I thought I'd throw that in there, Brad, just so you could shake your head a little bit. <laughs> I love that. You know, you know, Michael, Harold's gonna find Harold's gonna find fault next week with my with my even with my Christmas stuff. So it's just you know, Oh, I know. When I you know. have a stalk when you have a stalker, they just they just never quit. Oh, I know, I know. It's uh but I gotta laugh sometimes because some Sometimes it's uh, it's just it's good stuff. Um, I, where do I send the email? Says David. David, you could message me on Facebook. Just message the show. Just go to the show page and hit message, and you can message me on the show. All right, or send me an email. Me at MichaelDukeShow.com. M E at MichaelDukeShow.com. All right, there you go. Um, can Jeannie Armstrong win the Five Days of Christmas? Well, I mean, technically, she's a resident of the state of Alaska. Whether or not she's a resident long enough to qualify for uh, for electoral office, I don't know. But uh, she is a resident of the state of Alaska, so technically she could win the five days of Christmas. I know. And then she could know wherever she was. She would never be lost again, right? Never be lost again. Um, I just, I just cannot help the feeling, Brad, of... It's like Groundhog Day, you know, again, talking about the voodoo economics and the and the trickery and the shell games and all that kind of stuff. I mean, here we are. It's Monday yet again. Right. It just seems like we don't learn from this. I mean, this is the Tony Knowles, um, you know, we had an increase to the budget, but, uh, you know, but I cut three quarters of the increase. So I cut the budget. No, the, the budget still went up by a quarter, you know, it still went up by X number of dollars, but I cut the budget. No, you cut the increase to the, this is the, again, I feel like it's just, my head is whipping back and forth from all the, uh, the whiplash of, uh, of this, this reoccurring nightmare of Groundhog Day. Are we ever going to learn? I mean, what, what are your, what are your thoughts on this? I mean, how do we, how do the politicians keep getting away with this? Well, the problem, the, the challenge is they want the upside. They, when oil prices come up, uh, they want the benefit of that. They want to be able to, you know, spend on the things that uh, that make their constituents happy. So they don't want to give up the upside, and the and the cost of that is that we continually get the downside when when oil prices when oil prices come back down, uh, putting us on a stable and and so that destroys spending, right? When we when we have an upside and they spend. They and they create new programs. They raise expectations uh, that that we're going to be doing all these all these things on a on a continual basis. And then when we have the downsides, then you know they get we get constituents crying and screaming about the fact that they're cutting their programs because we no longer have the revenues to support them. It would be great if we had a steady stream, if we had a predictable steady stream of revenues that didn't give us you know didn't give us you know huge downsides. It also wouldn't give us huge upsides, and and it would be great if we did that. And as I say, if Governor Dunleavy wants to be a legacy governor, he wants to he wants to create a legacy similar to what Jay Hammond did in his second term to leave behind for future generations to to admire. Then these are things that he can correct. He could correct his his Department of Revenue, um, his OMB could correct uh, the use of you know annual forecast revenues, oil revenues as the basis for budgeting. They could go back and say, no, we're going to budget. We're, we're going to budget based on 10 years. Now, the legislature could potentially change that. They could say, no, we're, we're still going to budget on forecasts. But the governor could start off with a budget based upon 
a trailing average for oil. He can set the tone for 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 doing that. I, I don't expect it in this in this uh, in this in this uh, cycle uh, budget round. Uh, we've just got ourselves trapped in 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 this cycle of of ups and downs because they want to take advantage of the ups. Um, I, I don't know if we ever get out of uh, out of it. But this governor has an opportunity as a second as, as a governor with a second term. He has an opportunity to develop a legacy and and uh, and and make Alaska better going forward. Last sixty seconds here before we go to break or before we come back from break. Um, your thoughts on the House organization quickly? <laughs> is Never going to work. Is that going to take more than sixty <laughs> seconds? Well, yes, it's, it's going to take the outcome of the Eastman trial, and it's going to take uh, the outcome of the Armstrong trial. So. Um, and, and then, and, and even then it's going to be, you know, it's going to take a while to sort of sort through who goes where, but, uh, I don't know where, I don't know where, uh, where, where that ends up, but, but those two trials are going to be important to the outcome. Yeah, absolutely. The best case scenario, I think is Republicans taking the house and having a little bit of gridlock between the house and the Senate. I think that's kind of the best case scenario we can hope for right now. It's going to be. It's going to be interesting. All right, we're coming back to it, folks. Uh, don't go anywhere. The Michael Duke Show. Common sense, liberty-based, free-thinking radio. Like and share. Like and follow. Let's do it. Okay, we're continuing with Brad Keithley, Alaskans for Sustainable Budgets, on to number two, which is another question, I guess, of who pays. And we've got uh, we've got more discussion on that. The opinion makers, including the ADN editorial board and Charles Wolferth, who has written extensively on government spending and taking your PFD, uh, both had sounded off on this. Uh, Brad, what uh, what say you? Well, the titles the titles of both these pieces tell you what's going on. Wolferth is a three part series worth reading uh, uh, even if you you know just take your blood pressure medicine before you start reading but but worth reading uh, the title of that is to how how to turn Alaska around and then the ADN over the weekend and its weekend editorial uh, wrote an editorial that's titled what happened to Alaska's swing for the fences spirit and basically it's a it's a long uh, a long uh, uh, form of uh, we got we got a dream of big plans. We've got to do big things. We've got to, you know, we got to become the, the people that, uh, that have these high aspirations. Again. Not a, not a gas pipeline. They're clear on that, not a gas pipeline, but we got to have big aspirations again. Um, and they're both, they're both really going to the same thing. Alaska's in, and the economists tell us Alaska's in an economic doldrum, economic low point, oil prices are in a low point. Uh, how do you get Alaska out of this? Basically, Wolferth is saying, you do it through education. You do it through additional education spending, additional education programs, pre-K education programs, higher ed education programs. You turn Alaska into a center of education excellence is basically his point. The ADN is less specific, but nevertheless talk a lot about uh, uh, big things, just doing big programs. We've got to come up with some big program to uh, to pull Alaska out of, uh, out, of, out of the doldrums. Both of them, uh, really try to slide over the question of who pays for these programs. Wolferth at least uh, talks, he does talk about PFD cuts. He, he at least mentions the words taxes. 
Now I'm going to come back to that in a second. It's not, it's not a legitimate mention, but he at least mentions the word taxes. The ADN in a 600 word plus uh, editorial doesn't mention the word tax once. And, and, and the, only, the only other source of revenue that's out there is PFD cuts. So basically what they're talking about is financing these big things on the backs of middle and lower income Alaska families through, uh, through PFD cuts. No mention at all of, of a more equitable revenue base to do what they want to do because they know that if they mention that, the top 20% would you know pile on and say, no, we're not going to do that. So they want to do these things. They don't want the top 20% to push back. So all, so all, they, all they leave out there is PDF, PFD cuts. Now, Wolferth mentions both PFD cuts and taxes, but, but he talks about it in a way where PFD cuts come first and taxes are sort of on top of that. And, and if, we, if we allow a large part of this, of the funding, of the who pays funding to be through PFD cuts, we'll never, we'll see marginal taxes, itty bitty taxes. So we can say, yes, we have some taxes that are contributing toward it. But the bulk of the of the revenue will come from PFD cuts, will come from middle and lower income Alaska families. It won't be spread equitably across all Alaska families. We'll, we'll be shoving the burden off on middle and lower income Alaska families through PFD cuts. So both of, the, both of them are essentially saying we need to do big things. We need to spend more money. We need to, we need to work our way. We, government needs to get us out of these economic doldrums by leading the way. And spending uh, uh, spending more money, uh, but we don't want to we don't want to pay for it by uh, by you know having equitable taxes. We don't want to pay for it by all Alaska families contributing to it. We want to focus the burden on middle and lower income Alaska families uh, through PFD cuts. And it's just, I mean, that's it, it's it's the way that we've seen the ADN editorial pages uh, go for now a, a prolonged period of time. They don't. They have big plans. They have big hopes, big aspirations, big ideas about how government can spend us out of, out of whatever uh, economic doldrums we're in. But in terms of who pays, it gets a, a minor, minor space in the discussion, and and then it's PFD cuts. Uh, it's uh, it's doing it on the backs of middle and lower income Alaska families. Not, uh, not an equitable way to uh, share the costs across, across all Alaska families. And indeed, using PFD cuts means we don't tap non-residents to help pay for uh, right as every other state as every other state in the united states does we don't tap non-residents to help pay for uh, to help pay for the costs um I, I think it's interesting this editorial from the adn what happened to alaska's swing for the spirit uh, swing for the fences spirit and i always love that because it's like this effusive expansive you know we're gonna swing for the fences we're gonna spend everything we got and then some to make it happen betting on the if come and that's really the whole flavor of this article this whole opinion piece is all flavored with we should just spend everything we got and then some and that'll make it all better i mean i'm simplifying it but that's really kind of what it all comes down to you know it's it's we've got we're seeing the hickle uh uh uh, hammond divide show up again just over and over and over again this is the whole hickle build it and they will come build build a big state do big things take state money and 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 lead the way and and good things will come. It's both Wolfert's doing that with his with his you know lead on education, pre-K, K through 12, more education in K through 12, more university spending, build education and they will come. The ADN is less specific, just build something um, and they and they will come. 
both of it though using both of it based on the backs of middle and lower income Alaska families through PFD cuts. Hammond, Hammond said, if you want to build it, go ahead and build it, but at least share the costs equitably. Use taxes to, to make sure that all Alaska families pay equitably toward, toward the cost. Hickel said, build it and use PFDs. I mean, use, use permanent fund earnings. Use, uh, use whatever source you, you, know, you, can, you can grab onto uh, and build it. So we're seeing, we're seeing the, whole, the, the old Hickel-Hammond divide again on the editorial pages with, the, with, with both Wolferth and the ADN editorial, st uh, editorial staff, both clearly landing on the Hickel side of just build it big uh, and, and use uh, PFD cuts to build it. All right. We're under five minutes now, so let's move on to number three, which is the <clears throat> correlation or causality, I guess, correlation between oil price, uh, oil prices and education spend. We know that's going to be a top tier that's going to be a top tier platform. That's what they're going to be talking about is, uh, is you know, is uh, education costs and education spending uh, that and uh, that and uh, defined benefits. Those are going to be probably two of the big hits this year. Uh, give me the correlation between oil prices and education spending, Brad. Well, here's here, here's what it's going to come down to. Uh, there is going to be a big push for education spending. It's going to be fueled by both the Anchorage school cut, uh, school closure uh, uh, discussion, as well as as well as education spending uh, problems elsewhere in the state. They're, they've got it in Fairbanks, they've got it in Juneau, they've got it out in the bush. So there's going to be a huge push for spending. The Dunleavy administration, I suspect, is going to say we don't have the money to do it. Uh, we, if you look, oil prices are down. We've got to be, we've got to go back into a constrained mode. We don't have the money to, to, to spend on these things. We're going to have to live within the revenues, live within the means that, uh, that we've developed. Uh, we can't afford to to have to have additional things and 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 what's going to the pushback that's going to come from the education community and those who want to increase spending is going to be well don't worry about oil prices just take it out of permanent fund earnings we've got these rock solid permanent fund earnings three plus billion dollars that are coming out in permanent fund earnings just spend it just take it from that and basically it's pfd cut let 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 middle and lower let's have middle and lower income alaska families fund these increased education spending Fund increased education spending by uh, taking it out of uh, taking it out of the PFD or permanent fund earnings and taking it out of the PFD. So that's going to be the debate. The Dunleavy administration is going to say we don't have the money to do it. Uh, we don't have oil prices aren't up. We don't have excess revenues. We've, we're we're going to have to live in a constrained environment. Education community is going to say we do have the money to do it. Look at the permanent fund earnings. Let's 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 use the permanent fund earnings for that. Let's take the Wolforth column. Let's take the the ADN column and let's go big. Uh, in terms of in terms of spending out of uh, permanent fund earnings, and that's going to be that's going to be uh, that's going to be the debate. The pushback that I'm going to have, uh, and that I hope others is, is if you want to spend it, fine, go ahead and spend it, but make sure that it comes that that the costs are coming equitably from all Alaska families, and and get the top 20% engaged in this discussion as well. Otherwise. The top 20% is going to sit there and go, well, we don't care. I mean, yeah, if you want to spend it, go well, ahead and spend it. It doesn't bother us. But you're Take not out of permanent fund earnings. But again, you're not advocating for spending on these programs to these big projects like the Hickle, like projects of build it and they will come. I mean, that's not your, you're, you're being devil's advocate here. You're saying if you're going to spend it, it should come from everybody, but you're not advocating for, I just want to be clear to people because somebody in the chat room just said, oh, now Brad's advocating for all these programs. That's not what you're saying, but if they are going to build it, if they are going to spend it, 
it should come from everybody is what you're saying, right? I just want to be clear. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 Absolutely right. The, 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 the problem that we have, and we've discussed it on the program repeatedly before, the problem we have is the top 20% doesn't get engaged in these discussions. Yeah. We need to have them engaged. Brad uh, Keith Lee, Alaskans for Sustainable Budgets. Thank you, my friend. Appreciate you coming on board. As always, Michael, thanks for having me. Folks, Hour 2 is uh, coming up. We're done for right now. We'll be back with more. The Michael Duke Show, Common Sense, Liberty-based, free-thinking radio. Yeah, I mean, I think the problem here is that some people take you very literally when you say things like, well, sure, spend it, but at least make sure it comes from the whole crowd instead of everything else. But, uh, you know, that's the that's the thing. Um, you're not saying that it should be used for big public projects. You're not saying that if they did tax everybody, it should be used for big stuff and spending and building it so they will come kind of thing. Here, here's the if we if everybody has to pay, if the top 20 percent has to pay, we won't spend it. The, the key is getting the top 20 percent engaged, the wealthiest Alaskans engaged in this debate. If we say, yeah, spend it, but the top 20 percent have to pay for it. All of a sudden, the top 20 percent will say, will say, well, we have to pay for this. We're not going to do that. No, 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 no. Stop the spending. As long as they don't have to pay for it, as long as we use PFD cuts, they're they're often they're they're agnostic about it. They say, eh, "Spend it if you want, don't spend it if you want. We don't care because we don't have to pay for it." The 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 key to stopping this, the key to getting control of of spending, the key to restraining spending, is getting the top twenty percent, the donor class, those who gave the money to the political candidates, getting them involved in the debate making them see that they would have to pay as well uh, for, uh, for, for, uh, for spending. So uh, to me, the spending, we always go wrong on the spending day. Should we spend it? Shouldn't we spend it? Should it be, you know, is it, is it, worth, is it worth spending? We don't have everybody engaged in that debate. We don't have the top 20, because we're using PFD cuts, we don't have the top 20% engaged in that debate. Once we get them engaged in the debate, spending will stop. They will, they will make sure that spending stops. As long as they're not engaged in the debate, spending will continue to grow because they'll be off to the sidelines and other the, the special interests will be pushing for uh, for increased spending. So but the, the key to me, the key just, to me is getting them involved in the discussion. I was just let's play devil's advocate. And Donna plays devil's advocate in the chat room when she says, you know, California pays a top 20% for government largesse. I mean, so we're seeing. I mean, this has always been my challenge with new taxes is that they're spending every dollar in sight now. If we give them more dollars, they'll just spend that as well. Michael, they've got all the dollars they need. They'll just take more and more PFD cuts. This isn't a question of them not having dollars. They have the dollars. They have the dollars in the in the permanent fund earnings earnings uh, that, that are coming out. They're taking more. They're taking more for government out of permanent fund earnings uh, out of PFD cuts than they ever would. Out of out of uh, taxes. If we had taxes instead of permanent fund dividend cuts, we would have much lower spending levels because the tax levels they'd have to go to would be huge. Um, so it's it's not that they don't have the money; they do have the money. And we're going to see at this session when people say, "You do have the money for K through 12 spending. You do have the money for pre-K. It's all sitting. It's right there in the earnings. All we have to do is reduce uh, PFDs, reduce free money going to Alaska citizens." Uh, and you do have the money. That's the, the challenge isn't they don't have the money. The challenge is who has to pay the money. 
And as long as the top 20% can dodge paying, paying a portion of the, of the burden, they'll continue to spend it. Make the top 20% pay, make, make them use taxes, make them show the percent of everybody's income, everybody's income that they're taking through taxes, and we'll start having curbs uh, on spending. Commonwealth North, the Chambers of Commerce, all of a sudden, they won't be talking about K through 12 programs. They won't be talking about building the state up through additional spending on K through 12 or additional spending on university programs. They'll be talking about restraining spending because it results in taxes on them. As long as we don't have, as long as they don't have to pay for it, as long as we're using PFD cuts to do it, they're, they're, they're going to continue to talk about, well, wouldn't it be nice if we had increased K through 12? Wouldn't it be nice if we had larger university systems? Wouldn't it be nice if we had additional spending on, on this or that? The key, to, the, key, the, the key in Alaska to getting spending under control is getting the top 20% engaged in, in, in restraining. Well, fingers crossed. I mean, at this point, I just don't see anything else. Let's uh, last uh, 90 seconds here. I'm going to go back to the formation of the, uh, of the uh, majority in the House and, of course, the current majority in the Senate. Um, and I know we're waiting on the Eastman trial and the Armstrong trial, but uh, best case scenario, Brad, is divided is divided chambers. Is that what you is that what you say? What do you what do you think? Well, at this point, yeah, I think the best the best outcome would have been that the Republicans control the Senate. But uh, well, the Republicans do control the Senate, except it's the wrong Republicans. Um, uh, I think the best outcome at this point is uh, is is divided government that the that the the Republican majority. Uh, in the in the House uh, uh, forms uh, forms the majority and uh, and you know acts acts as a restraint. Otherwise, it's going to be if we have bipartisan coalitions. Otherwise, it's going to be up to the governor to uh, to to try to exercise his veto pen as as we've seen in the past since 2019. Uh, he's very uh, very reticent to do that. So yeah, I think I think the key here is to is to is to have a gridlock between the uh, the House and the Senate and. Uh, and to have uh, Republicans in control of the House. Well, that might give Dunleavy uh, at least the feeling a little bit more of control of being able to do it. Otherwise, he's going to be, uh, I guess, basically on the defensive the entire time uh, moving backwards. And, uh, you know, and of course, with the round heels and all that, like you've talked about in the past, that's going to be problematic. Yep. Yeah, it is. It is. So, it's, yeah. So I think uh, help out of the House is going to be uh, is, is going to be critical to that. Uh, otherwise, we're going to end up spending more. As long as as long as the top twenty percent don't have to pay for it, we're going to we're going to end up spending more. Okay, Brad. Well, you have your homework, my friend. You know what you're supposed to do next week. Uh, I'm sure it'll be a long, multiple pages of lists of things. Right? I mean, that's just going to be working on. Um, <laughs> It'll be we'll talk, we'll talk, we'll talk about how we're going to do this between now and then. Oh, it'll be fun. We're going to we're going to have a good time. That's all it's uh, it's all it's about. Brad Keithley, Alaskans for Sustainable Budgets. Thank you, my friend, for coming on board and joining us today. And I'm really looking forward to next week. OK, Michael, as always, thanks for having me. And I'll and I'll get in the Christmas spirit. I promise. get in that Christmas. Quit the bah humbug, Brad. Jeez, man. Get positive. All right. Thank you, Brad Keithley. I appreciate it, my friend. Um, all right, folks. We got more coming up. The Michael Duke Show continues. Common sense, liberty-based, free-thinking radio. Whoa, buddy.
ready. Put that thing back in its holster. We haven't gone anywhere. I don't understand. Check out the MichaelDukesShow.com for information on how to get access to the podcast. Welcome to the party, pal. The, the Michael Dukes Show. The greed and the entitlement is astounding to me. What more could you want from a low-budget radio program? This is a dumpster fire. That was just BS. It is time to get a new perspective. We know just what you need, and we've got just the cure. Open wide and prepare for a steaming hot cup of freedom. I just don't fathom it. The Michael Dukes Show, streaming live across the world. That's right, across the world on the interwebs at MichaelDukeshow.com, where you'll find the audio-only stream, the links to our social media, and, of course, links to the podcast and uh, broadcasting as well on regular old terrestrial radio right here on your favorite radio station and or translator, The Michael Duke Show. Good morning and uh, happy Tuesday to you. Tuesday of the days of white Christmas of, man, what a hot, 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 hot mess, my friend. It's going to be, it's going to be nasty out there. It's going to be nasty. Um, It's going to be a little bit ugly. Uh, as we go through, I mean, you thought you already got the white stuff. There are many areas that still have not been cleaned out. Um, and uh, I know Anchorage, a lot of the residential areas and out here uh, in Wasilla. Again, I, the, we haven't seen a plow yet in my subdivision. And there's two foot of snow on the roadway. So it's, uh, it's going to be tough. But I do want to get you prepped. I want to get you prepped for what's coming because they're expecting two to four inches today. Two to four inches today, and I got this special weather advisory uh, from this morning. It is, uh, <clears throat> well, let's just say it's not going to be great. A widespread winter storm uh, with mixed precipitation is possible for South Central Wednesday through Thursday. This is from the National Weather Service. Another round of precipitation is expected to move across South Central Wednesday through Thursday this week. The system is expected to follow very soon after the passage of a relatively smaller snowfall for today, uh, with two to four inches expected today. Precipitation is expected to begin as snow for most locations. But as warm southerly flows bring additional moisture into the area, snow could transition to rain near coastal areas and the southern Kenai Peninsula. As warmer air filters through the terrain gaps through Cook Inlet, rain could mix with snow in the valley locations such as the Kinnick River Valley, western Kenai, and the Anchorage Bowl. The potential for freezing rain cannot be ruled out for this weather event especially for the Kenai Peninsula. Cold air will filter behind the frontal passage and could add to the potential for slippery surfaces and heavy tree branches and power lines could break. Expect the forecast to change as the storms, as the storm evolves. So that's the good news from the weather service. Um, But uh, yeah, it's going to be a... 
that's going to be a white Christmas. There's no, there's no not predicting that. Um, but you guys best get prepared. Uh, as soon as I am able to get out of the neighborhood here, I'm definitely, we're definitely going to the store to get all the groceries and everything else to, uh, make sure that, uh, we're stocked up, so to speak, in case we get socked back in. Uh, it's definitely not a, uh, Definitely not a fun time in old Mudville for all the, uh, for all the, or Snowville, I guess, uh, in this case, uh, for all the, uh, the, the lack of snow plowing and everything else that we're seeing. I uh, want to remind you, of course, that we're getting ready for the five days of Christmas, courtesy of our friends over there at Satellite West. Five days of Christmas. We're starting the day after tomorrow. We're going to be giving a bivy stick away. Every day for five days, Thursday, Friday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, the last final three days of the broadcast year for me, next week, we'll be giving away one of these little bad boys, the Bivy Stick, which turns your um, turns your cell phone into a satellite communications device. It's uh, handy dandy. So it doesn't matter if you're hiking, biking, trekking, snow machining, uh, spelunking, or whatever. Well, maybe spelunking because that would be underground, and this may not work underground. But anything else, yes, this is what you need. It allows you to send text messages and send emails, and you can track your location. You can track the locations of friends who have baby sticks. So if you're all out snow machining or hunting or whatever, you can know where everybody is on the little maps that are uh, provided uh, connected to your phone. Um, and you, as a listener, can win one of these. We're going to be giving away five, courtesy of your local radio station, The Michael Duke Show and Satellite West. But the only way you can win is by going to my website and getting signed up right now. MichaelDukeShow.com. Just click on the little Satellite West logo with all the Christmas lights around it, or you can just scroll down a little bit. It gives you the details of the contest, and you can win a free bivy stick. Um, and uh, But you got to be signed up to win. You can't win if you don't sign up. Now, Bivy got wind of our giveaway um, because Satellite West was the one that put it together originally, and they said they will sweeten the pot. Now, you're not required. If you win the Bivy stick, you're not required to subscribe to the service, okay? But obviously, you you know, if you want to use it, you, you need to. Um, but you're not required to. But if you go ahead and you get subscribed and activated by the end of the year through Satellite West, Bivy has decided that they're going to give you free months. So if you sign up for their industrial plan, uh, which is their, their Skookum plan, for 12 months, you get three months for free. If you sign up for two years, you get four months for free on top of that. And so if you sign up for three years, you get a full half a year more for free. So that's 42 months for the cost of 36. And uh, that's that's sweet right now. And again, the Bivvy's uh, plans are about half as much as their competitors like Garmin and things like that. So you could get it, use it for yourself. You could give it to the outdoorsman or the snow machiner or the hunter in your family that's always out trekking off into the great unknown. This would be the way to do it because the bivy, again, will help them keep in contact. And even if there's something wrong, something happens, there's a little red button down here at the bottom of it. If they pull this little flap back and mash the button, it says, help me, I've fallen and I can't get up. That's, that's where you go. They've got, it's got everything. So if you want to win a free bivy stick, just go 
to michaellukeshow.com and click on the five days of Christmas banner or logo down there uh, at the near the top of the page there. You can't miss it. Just look for all the Christmas lights and everything and click on that and get signed up to win. Um, like I said yesterday, I think we had 50-something people sign up yesterday. So uh, it's a good uh, it's a good chance you you've got a good chance we're going to start drawing on Thursday, so you got a couple another couple days to get signed up to win for that first one on Thursday. Now you can only enter once and you can only win once. So I mean you know just be be aware of that. Okay, uh, Chris Story's coming up here in a few minutes. He's going to be giving us our weekly uplift and life coaching lesson. I'm sure he's going to want to talk about, well, something will be good. We'll talk about something uh, right there. Uh, And he'll be giving us a little bit of an uplift. Now, coming up next week, just a reminder that I will be uh, taking, I always take the end of the year off. You guys, if you've been listening to the show for any length of time, you know that. My last day of broadcast will be Wednesday the 21st, and then I will be on vacation until we return on Monday, January the 2nd. So as of the 21st will be my last day, and then I'll be on vacation for the Christmas holidays. I got a lots of stuff I got lots of stuff to do. We're rebeautifying the studio and making things ever better and brighter. It's going to be it's going to be fun. It's going to be amazing. And so uh, we look forward to that. But just a reminder that I will be off and you will be experiencing alternate programming from your local stations for that period of time. Yesterday, I got an email uh, or it was a message, I guess, through my website, one of the contact forms that shows up as email uh, from Amy. Amy says, I love listening to your show in the morning. I am trying not to think negative. I'm worried about the future especially when they start to raise taxes. How many local businesses are going to be around? What's that effect going to be? That's the only question I have. But she does say, by the way, her favorite Christmas movie is Jack Frost uh, with Michael Keaton and also Christmas Vacation. Those are her two favorite movies that she loves to watch. Well, thank you for sending your email in, Amy. And I'll be honest with you, I'm worried about it as well. I mean, we talk about with Brad and stuff, we talk about taxes to try and hit that 20% to try and get them engaged. But there's also, again, every everything we do has unintended consequences. So the intent may be to pass a tax of some kind. And, um, and uh, you know, the, the, the intent may be to get the top 20% involved. But what does it do to the overall economy? Taxes, in general, have a tendency to depress and restrict, you know, GDP and other things and put and stymie free market growth. That's just, I mean, taxation is theft, right? Taxation is theft. That's just what they've got going on. And so I too, Amy, am concerned about that. Um, But I am also concerned about the fact that we have been beating this drum on smaller, more limited government and we haven't been getting anywhere. We haven't gained any traction. I mean, I've been talking about it for 20 plus years and we just don't seem to get any. We keep sending the same group of people back down to Juno who all seem to have the same idea, which is the, you know, government is the be- We know better than you how to spend your money. That's the I mean, right. That's the scene. So the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over and over again. But that's what we've been doing. I don't have the answer. 
I mean, I, I know that's probably heresy to say in talk radio circles, I should have all the answers, right? But I don't. I don't have all the answers. I don't have a solution for the problem because, again, each solution has its own unintended consequences and pitfalls. I mean, if if I could wave my magic wand and, and uh, you know, implement a tax that hit the top 20%, we'd also be affecting the economy in another way. I guess if I had my druthers, what I'd do is I'd pay the full PFD, and if I had the magic wand, so to speak, I'd pay the full PFD, and I would cut back on expenditures for the, you know, the the Department of Health and Social Services, the Medicaid, uh, uh, you know, extensions. I'd probably uh, consolidate all the school districts. I'd change the BSA formula so that it got more money into the classrooms instead of into administrative and overhead. I, I guess I would do that. But I don't have a true solution of how we get there. That's kind of the depressing part because – I thought that the message of smaller, more limited government would resonate with more people. And it doesn't. It just doesn't resonate. We've seen what happens when you go the full taxation route. Donna Ardwin's talking in the chat room about California. California is not the solution. You're right. Yeah. I mean, that, I mean, I agree. I agree. California is definitely not the solution. What we need is a more free market solution. I don't know what it is. I mean, I, I know what it is, but I don't know how we get it enacted. The, the, the answer is smaller, more limited government. The smaller is stop looking to government to fix all of our ills, to be the one that drives the economy. The more we look to government to drive our economy, the larger government's going to grow and the more inefficient it's going to be at any kind of impetus to the economy as well. I, I just don't know. I don't know what to do, Amy. And I hate to say that because I've been predicating my whole belief system on the fact that if we just talked about it, if we just got more people involved, and if we just kept, then we could shrink the size and scope of government. What I've discovered is that most people don't want a shrinkage in the size and scope of government. What they want is they want the, you know, they don't care what government spends as long as it doesn't affect them directly. They do whatever you want as long as I don't have to pay for it visibly pay for it. That's what it comes down to. Which is kind of kind of sad in the in the scheme of things. Kind of sad. All right, Chris Story is going to be joining us here in just a hot minute. And maybe he can maybe he can give us some positivity. 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 Chris Story up next, The Michael Duke Show, Common Sense, Liberty-based, free thinking radio. Don't forget, you can come check us out on Facebook, facebook.com slash Michael Duke Show, facebook.com slash Michael Duke Show. And of course, don't forget to go get signed up for that five days of Christmas thing. We'll be back with more on Chris Story in just a moment. Don't go anywhere. Common Sense, Liberty-based, free thinking radio. Light, our guide. 
and our trusted friend. Okay, we're in the... I don't know why my monitor is blinking. It's like blink, 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 blink. I think I, I think I have to get a Visa certified cable for it. I think the cable I have is not taking... It's not doing what it's supposed to do. Dang it. Dang it, Janet. Why is it not doing what it's... Oh, you know what I could do? Let me see if I can... Let me, let me see if I can fix this. I might be able to uh, fix this here. In all these uh, picture, I mean, the thing has got uh, a gazillion, it's got a gazillion different uh, settings on it, this big monitor that I got right here. Um, is this uh, this is this the screen that I need to be on? No, no, uh, it's, uh, nope, it's this one. It's this one, isn't it? Um. Uh, there we go. Uh, DisplayPort version uh, 1.0. I may have just lost all of my picture. I did. I lost all of my picture. Well, that. <clears throat> well, now I broke everything. Okay. I'm going to spend the rest of the show looking like this because the monitors up top are the only ones that are going to be working. Um, well, see, this is what I get for trying to fix this in the middle of the show. Now it doesn't want to, uh, now it doesn't want to, uh, come on at all. Well, <clears throat> That's disappointing. I will say for the record that that is disappointing. Chris Story, uh, you can hear the phone ringing here because I forgot to put it on vibrate. Chris Story is about to join us here, uh, and we'll see if we can get him on board uh, to get things started. Good morning, my friend. How are you? Good morning. I'm sorry to call right in the middle of your breaking things, but I figured I better. I just broke the world, Chris. It's, uh, yeah, I heard, yeah, I heard it's kind of, uh, it's kind of depressing. I just broke the world and, uh, you know, but the easier, it's easier to break it, the higher you get. So it just means you're just right there on top of the world. That, that is true. That, I mean, I guess that's the silver lining to this whole thing is realizing. That, I just want to make you feel better about being a clutch. That's uh, all. You know, Hey, I was just trying to fix a problem, find a problem, fix a problem. That's my job, right? Find a problem, that's fix right. a problem and, uh, away we go. Um, <clears throat> so how are you doing this, uh, fine holiday Christmas season, my friend? Wonderful. Wonderful. Yeah. Everything's, uh, everything's grand and good. Very happy. How about you? Other than your mechanical and technical difficulties. You know, I can't complain. I can't complain. It's a, uh, now you're off all next week or is it Christmas forward till the end of the year? No, no, no. I'm off starting Thursday of next week. So Wednesday, ah, Wednesday Roger. is my last broadcast day for the year. So got it. Got it. Boy must be nice. Mm. Mm. Wow. Well, mm. wow. you know, Jeez. you're a, Hey, you know, you, you could talk to your boss and see if he'll let you off. I mean, you are your own boss, right? I mean, I know he's kind of a jerk, but you know, you might want to, yeah. you might want to, you funny. might want to talk to him and see what he has to say. He's identifying as something different right now. Oh, is he, is he, he's identifying yeah. as something. 
Uh, he's identifying as something completely different. Huh? Is that the deal? Out of body experience right now. Transcendental <laughs> meditation is not working. Well, you know, guys, guys got to have a, you know, guys got to have a hobby. That's all I'm saying. Got to have a hobby. <laughs> um, all right. Uh, let's see. Um, sorry, here we go. Um, I just shut everything off and uh, voila, it uh, it now works. Uh, all the, everything came back on because I turned everything, I turned all the monitors off. Well, now where's my, there it is. Okay. All right. Um, so, uh, you're all ready to join in. We're 30 seconds out. I've got, <laughs> it totally rearranged my monitors in the, uh, in the studio. Okay. <clears throat> so here we go. Jumping back into it. The Michael Duke show, common sense, liberty based, free thinking radio. Chris stories, our guest, like it, share, like it, share. Let's get to it. Here we go. Okay, welcome back to the program. The Michael Duke Show continues. Oh, baby, you know what time it is. It's time to bring the man, the myth, the legend in his own mind to the program. The guru of positivity, Christopher. They call him Mr. Story. Hello, my friend. How are you doing today? Good morning, Michael. I'm receiving messages today, and I thought... I can't ignore them. Do you ever get that? Like where you, you, you think, I think I'm supposed to share this. I think this matters and it's important. Eh, I'll put it aside. And then you get another message. It just affirms. No, no, go back. This is what you're supposed to do. Talk about. This is the place you're supposed to go. Something. So I've gotten messages this morning. Uh, I guess Shirley McLean style. that are telling me I've got to share <laughs> this with you today. Shirley McLean style. Okay. All right. I got it. I got, I got what I smell what you're cooking there. Um, all right. Well, <laughs> what, uh, what kind of message, uh, what kind of message are you receiving? Uh, major Tom, what, uh, <laughs> what are you, what are you getting? What are, what is, uh, what is the ether telling you uh, this morning? Thank you for not calling me Shirley and going right. I like that the Bowie reference, but uh, yeah. that's androgynous. So yeah, you know, we'll see. it's it's all it's all good. Um, all right, standards. So tell me, tell standards. me, my friend, what are you what are you working on here? Reading a book this morning, and the guy's talking about raising your standards and higher standards for yourself in your life. And I thought, well, that's interesting. Set the book aside. Picked up another book. Opened it randomly to a chapter. Just thumbed through. Stopped my thumb at a spot. It's talking also about raising your standards. I'm like, that's it. This is what I'm supposed to be talking to Michael today about. So I'm calling this segment, Michael, Sights on Your Standards. And Sights on Your Standards. Wondering. All right. Wondering. Wondering. What in life are you tolerating from yourself? What are you tolerating from others? What are you just simply tolerating from your life in general? In other words, what expectations have you set? Because I can tell you after a, a near 30-year career in sales and in the, the business of marketing and in the business of, of selling products, I know where disappointment lives. I know where the frustration in life comes from, depression, anger. These things live and grow in the gap, in that space right in between expectation and reality. And so 
a solution, a quick solution to the, you know that gap between expectation and reality and whatever it is, a quick solution is just simply to lower one's expectations. And then you don't feel that tension anymore. But I'm telling you, I believe that the real answer and the real secret to a life on top of the world is in fact to raise your standards, raise your expectations very high and get used to the tension between where you are and where you want to go. Because your standards will pull you up. Your standards will, will pull you through. Your standards will pull you forward if you set them high enough. And if you settle and you, you lower those expectations because you don't like that tension, I don't want the disappointment, I don't want the frustration, your expectations and your standards may pull you down and, in fact, may pull you under and keep you there. Well, we've heard that old saying, right, you know, risen or lowered to the level of expectation, right? So it's not just other people's expectations. The most important expectations are your expectations of yourself. Yes, exactly. So if you set standards for yourself, that's what you're going to do, what you're going to accomplish, what you'll tolerate from yourself, and what your personhood, what you will tolerate from others, be it your neighbors, government, other relationships, your customers, your employees, your boss, what standards do you set for yourself? And so I suggest you keep your sights on your standards and challenge yourself with higher standards of living, income, but also self-care and taking time away from the grind and setting standards for maybe even creativity. Do you have a passion or a pursuit, something that really drives you, but you're kind of shelving it for now because I'll have more time later. I'll get to it after I retire. I'll get to it when I've got time. I'll get around to that. I'm suggesting that there's somewhere you really want to go and travel, but you're, you're waiting. Your standard of travel is eventually I'll get there. I suggest you raise your standards and set a short, much shorter goal for where you want to go, who you want to become, what you want to do, and make room in your life right now for the things that you want and not that are expected later. Expect them now. You heard of the, the Parkinson's law. The amount of time you give a task is the amount of time it will take. So if you shorten that time that you are giving for it, you invariably will hit your goal much sooner than you might have expected otherwise if you have a higher standard for yourself. Wait, is that the positive twist on is that the positive twist that work will expand to fill up all available time? Is that what you're trying to give me here? Yes. Yeah, so the only thing you can control potentially is not the amount of work coming at you, but the amount of time you give it, in which case then you're capable of accomplishing more in a shorter period of time if you set a higher standard for yourself. If you tolerate less of excuses from yourself, you can accomplish more. And it doesn't mean you have to be miserable. I'm not suggesting that you set standards to a point where you're constantly miserable. I am suggesting if you set your standards high enough, you will rise to the occasion. You'll rise to the challenge. You will find other people and circumstances around you and opportunities that are there for you. It's like when I'm talking with people and uh, about public speaking and, and engaging and how, how, to, how to present from the stage or how to present even in a one-on-one. -on -one. We, the audience, Michael, except for yours, I think they enjoy you failing, but we, the audience, want you to succeed. We're rooting for you. We absolutely want you to get what it is you want, which is to speak well or present well, whatever it is, or in life, if you set a high standard for yourself, we, the people around you, will want to draft with you and help you and move you closer to your goal. But you have to set that standard for yourself. If you just rely upon the terrain and what you find around you um, and just start to settle in 
and and settle for lower standards for yourself, then this is what you'll achieve over time, and that's less than you're capable of. Okay, Mr. Smarty Pants. So, how do we analyze what our expectations are? How do we how do we do this mechanically? I mean, you're always you know you've got the lofty ideas. I mean, I'll give you that. You are the man with the lofty ideas, but. Break it down for us morons in the in the cheap seats back in the back. How do we how do we analyze our own expectations and then how do we reset those new ones? So give it to me, baby. Do do your do your guru stuff. Let's start with something super simple like a steak. Um I went to my friend's business the other day, um uh Echo Lake Meats there in Solbotna. And by the way, anybody can order from him anywhere and he'll ship direct. But I was looking in his glass case and he had these incredible T-bone steaks. They're expensive. They're not cheap. But that experience of setting a standard for if I am going to enjoy red meat, it's going to be the best, uh, even if it's a smaller portion. Wolfgang Puck once said, um, get the best ingredients and you don't need a lot, but experience the best. And so go, go get that incredible steak and do not go cheap have a high standard for what you will ingest in a culinary culinary experience set your standard high even on just a steak go get the best cut of meat that's available to you in your town and your it's your butcher your local butcher or grocery store go get the absolute best right now and once you've tasted it you've cooked it to perfection you will have a new standard and you will find that your means will rise to that new standard whatever it is and that's a stupid simple example but it's it's executable right now. Go to the grocery store, drive there now, and get the absolute best that they've got and try it. That's it. That's it. And then, you know, <laughs> next is, and the next is going to be what you drive. The next is going to be how you get there. The next is going to be how you fly, how you travel, do you travel. The next is going to be what standards have you set for your income? What standards have you set for how you'll be treated? Right. I love well, journaling. You know that. I recommend journaling all the time. Right. Start making a list of things that you're settling for and just acknowledge that. Say, what have I been settling for? Well, what is my standard of living? And I guess before you run off to the grocery store and buy a $50 steak, um, I guess my question would be, I mean, if I'm at work <clears throat> and I am seeing – you know, I'm I'm settling for the position that I'm in or the way that people treat me or some of those other things. I mean, I, I guess that's more the application of, uh, you know, is it does it become then a self-talk thing of I don't have to be treated that way and I expect respect? Should I should I be demanding a little more respect from coworkers or managers or bosses or something like that? Is that, you know, should it be a conversation or should this all be an internal dialogue? It, you know, it's part and parcel because once you've had the internal, it's just about working on you. You're not going to go in today and change your boss, but you can go in today and change how you behave and what you tolerate and how you perform. It's one of those things like I met a guy one time about 30 years ago and he gave me the most excellent advice ever in the story of how uh, a gal went to see an attorney said, hey, I want to divorce my husband. Okay, first, go treat him like a king for two weeks, then let's drop the hammer on him. And about a month later, he sees her in the store and says, what happened? I thought you were going to come back. She goes, oh, it's no, it's never been better. Once you start treating, maybe you're, maybe you're withholding 
from the boss. Maybe you go in with an attitude. Maybe you don't even realize it, but there's a sliver under the skin that you resent him or her. You resent having to go to work and suddenly you start to realize your standards are getting higher. You might even show up differently such that you get treated differently. And, right. and if you don't, then you get to change your circumstances. You get to change your setting. You get to determine when and where you'll go. I suggest every single person, employed or otherwise, become your own CEO of YOU. Become your own boss right where you are. Even if you're the third, fifth in command, maybe you're down at the bottom rung. You are your own boss and you determine how you get to be treated. Les Brown is famous for saying, aim for the moon. If you miss, you'll land among the stars. And that's cliche, but it's a great example of aiming high, keeping your standards high. And so what if you miss the goal Get used to that tension between your expectations and reality and your standards will pull you up. I mean, I guess that's kind of what I was looking for because, you know, I know there's been plenty of times when people have gone to work, and even myself have gone to work kind of just, I'm just coasting, right? I'm just filling a position. I'm just filling a place. I'm collecting a paycheck. I'm not really engaged in it. But if I treat it as if what I do matters, if I treat it as if I am the owner or that, you know, I'm mm -hmm. going the extra mile, then that is seen. That's That's been the truth in every job that I've ever held, except for the one job that I got fired from. I got fired from one job. And it was more because I was just, again, I was not treating it like it was mine. It wasn't true. I wasn't, I didn't have my own expectations high. I was like, I'm here to collect a paycheck and leave. And uh, so you've got to analyze that stuff and and look at it. And people will people will treat you different if your expectations are not just for yourself, but for those around you are higher. And you expect people to do the things that you're doing and going the extra mile and doing all that. People, it will rally. Uh, not everybody, but those that are are you know tuned into your frequency, so to speak, they'll see it and they'll move on. There are people within, yeah, I agree 100%. There are people within the circle of your proximity that are just there. You don't really get to choose who's going to be there, but you get to choose if they're on your inner circle or if they're just in the circle by proximity. So you get to determine who's going to have influence over you, and you might just determine that you're actually the one influencing them and either raising them with you or leaving them in the dust, and that's up to you. Yeah. Uh, my dad fired me in 1987, I guess, 1986, 87. They owned a car wash, and um, my dad had you know several other companies and jobs he was doing. And he came by one day to pick me up after school. I was in seventh grade. And uh, I said on the way home from school, I said, Dad, I think I'd like to take some time off from work and really focus on my studies. Because I worked after school. I'd walk there after school, work there till 6. He'd pick me up. And I worked there every Saturday and, and uh, some Sundays. And I said, I really would like to study and focus on my schoolwork. And he said, you don't come in tomorrow. You're done. This is it. You're done. I was like, no, no, I just want to take some time off. And he said, no, you're done. That's it. He knew I had no intention of studying. He knew that I was going to sit on my butt and play Atari. And that's exactly what I did for about three days. And then I watched a couple of Star Trek uh, reruns. And then I came back to him after he got home from work about three or four days. I said, Dad, can I get my job back? And he said, OK, but we're going to have a talk. And, and he made me raise my own standards for showing up and in committing to something. And so yeah. ever since that day, I've committed to anything I do with the integrity that I'll demand of myself. And it shows up around you and the people that are attracted to you. I agree. Uh, Chris Story, not only is he a positivity genius, he is a radio host, he's a realtor, and he's an author 
uh, written a bunch of good books, including The Backyard Millionaire, which is available on audible.com right now, read by yours truly. And, of course, uh, The Making of Man series. He's got his latest one, which is in the editor phases. And I'm currently working on, yes, I am working on it, his book Born to Live, which is another good self-help book, which you should probably pick up. And then later on, you could pick up the audio version of that as well. Uh, anything you wish to share with me, Chris, here before I let you go? Next week, it's going to be all Christmas, all memories, all things. It's going to be – you still can do the positivity segment, but I'm going to take you for two segments, and then we're going to do Christmas memories and stuff like that, right? Awesome. Okay. I, so I love it. That sounds, all right, that sounds so great. Anything else uh, here in the last uh, 60 seconds before I let you go? Uh, give folks uh, the final word. I get you the final word out the door. You said something – that sort of an example or, you know, what, how to, what's a prescriptive way of applying the sites on your standards. And I think you actually said it in the beginning where you said you take the, the last part of the year off every year and you just have set that standard for yourself. And guess what? Everybody in your circle complies to station managers and owners and your audience. And that's a standard that Michael Dukes has set for himself. And that's something you get to enjoy. And that's, that's self-care. That's everything all wrapped them into one. So I didn't have to be here today. You've already set the example of keeping your sights on your standards and the world will comply. Well, uh, it's true. Uh, I have high standards and high expectations. That's why I bring Chris Story on because he, he brings those as well. Thank low you. Bar. Thank you, my friend. It is a low bar for me. I'm sorry. Uh, it is uh, my friend. Thank you for coming on board. As always, it's a, uh, it's a blessing to you. Appreciate you being part of it. Thank you for coming on board. Merry Christmas. All right, folks, we got more coming up. We're going to open up the phone lines, I guess, in the next hour because I got nothing else planned, but we're going to do some stuff. It's all coming up directly ahead the Michael Duke Show. Common Sense, Liberty Based, Free Thinking Radio. Your mental suppository. The Michael Duke Show. Okay, uh, Randy actually said something hysterically funny in the chat room, and i got to give him props for it. I don't often agree with Randy, but uh, I thought this was clever. Speaking of aiming to the moon, when Chris was talking about shooting for the moon and you'll hit the stars if you miss kind of thing, uh, Andy, uh, Randy says, I think that the first woman astronaut that lands on the moon should be named Alice. And for those of you who don't get that, I'm sure most of you get that, but it's a to the moon, Alice, to the moon. Uh, That is hysterical. That is Randy. I didn't know you had it in you. I didn't know you had that. That was that's a that's a winner right there, Randy. That's a winner to the moon, Alice. Um, Jackie Gleason, for those of you who don't know what I'm talking about. Okay, well, I guess I should turn the phones on. Yeah, should I do that? Look at this, no flickering. I fixed the problem. I mean, I caused another problem trying to fix the problem, but now there's no flickering. I mean, what more could a guy ask for? Why is this not working? Okay, don't find something new to fix. That's all I'm saying. All right, I'm going to, uh, we're going to launch the phone systems here, and uh, hopefully we don't break anything. And one more button. Okay. Thanks for calling.
There right. The phone lines are now up and working. Okay. We got it. Phone lines are working. Uh, I got to make sure that I'm into the dashboard so that I can control the phone calls. And we'll see what you guys have to say. Right? How about that? We'll see what you guys have to say this morning. Uh, anything that you want to talk about, we'll just open those. Uh, we'll just open those phone lines up and see what you uh, what you have to say. 907-433-3150. is the phone number. And uh, we would love to do it. I guess we'll, uh, we'll, no, no, we'll do this. We'll take that away. We'll put this over here. Look at that. Boink. Brought to you by friends at Satellite West. SatelliteWest.com. Uh, okay. And we're ready. We're ready for the, we're ready for all the plethora of phone calls that we are expecting this morning. So that'll be great. Let me go back over to the, uh, let me go back over here. Looks like we've got uh, a bunch of submissions to the, um, wow. Let me go back down here. Uh, There we go. So I see Andrea and um, Ricky and Tony and Tawny and Mike and Connie and Evelyn and uh, Joe, these folks that have all signed up this morning for the bivy stick. For the bivy stick. I got a bunch of folks who have signed up uh, today for the bivy stick. So thank you for uh, doing that. Uh, and I appreciate it. You get a big chance to win coming this this Thursday. Uh, it'll be uh, It'll be fun stuff. Okay, back to the chat room. Is the phone number on the screen? Yes, the phone number is on the screen. It is right here. Hands over my head, right here, right there. Can you see it? 907-433-3150. 907-433-3150. Harold says, so is 650-K-E-N-I going to be carrying the Michael Duke show? I don't know. I don't know. I'd be lying if I didn't say that I had sent emails to the general manager and asked him to consider it. I'd be lying if I didn't say I didn't do that. Because, I mean, hey, there's an opportunity in all things, right? So we'll see. It'd be nice to return to the airwaves in Anchorage. I was number one in talk radio in Anchorage in 2016 and 2017 uh, before I left my previous station there. Before I had a falling out with the, uh, before I had a falling out with the ownership at the uh, station there, um, but uh, we'll have to see. It'd be nice to return to the airways in Anchorage, and then officially, um, and officially, it would be uh, state statewide. It'd be really statewide then, right? Instead of just on radios and the internet. It's been years since you got liquored up and had a show. I can't actually say that I've ever been liquored up and had a show. Well, I did have an Ask Me Anything one time where we started tasting whiskeys near the end of the show. I don't know if I was liquored up, but I could, I mean, I was feeling it. It was good. But can we expect a New Year's show with a nice bottle of port? Well, I do have a 10-year-old bottle of uh, Tawny downstairs that is pretty darn good. I will tell you that. Maybe. Maybe. Maybe we'll see. We'll see what uh, we'll see what comes of that. How about that? All right. Um, 
can't imagine you might have a falling out. Mmm, you got to meet the people. Some, pe- some people, Debbie, some people. Uh, when you have a falling out, it, um, well, it takes two to tango, but you know what I mean. Some people you just can't reason with. The Michael Duke Show. Okay. Well, uh, sorry, I'm just um, cleaning up some stuff here in the chat room. Uh, welcome to the program. Thanks for coming in and joining us. Another beautiful day in paradise here as we get ready to wrap up for today. One final, uh, one final uh, segment. And I've opened up the phone lines at 907 433 3150 907-433-3150. We'd love to hear from you. Um, I I think it's interesting. Yesterday it was announced during the show, and I told the chat room, but I didn't tell you guys because I don't normally mention. I don't normally mention competing shows, um, you know, during my time slot, et cetera, et cetera. But uh, Dan Fagan announced yesterday that he was going to be retiring at the end of the year, Um, which I can't imagine, quite honestly. I mean, I'll be doing this show when I'm 70, right? Because it's just, this is my therapy. This is my, where I get paid to go to therapy, right? Um, But uh, Dan Fagan announced yesterday that he is retiring on December 30th. That's apparently going to be his final day. And so people have already, I've already received several emails and questions from listeners who said, hey, are you going to be taking over that slot? I don't know. I have no idea. Uh, I'd be lying if I said I didn't send an email uh, of inquiry to the GM there at the station to say, hey, are you interested in picking up a local show? A truly local, not to, po- not to poke Dan Fagan too much, but the guy was not, he was from Alaska originally, but he lived in Louisiana. He was doing the morning show like he lived in Alaska, which I was, I hate that. I kind of think it's, I kind of think that's disingenuous, you know, to do that. But again, that's neither here nor there. Uh, but I did uh, send an email to say, um, hey, uh, if you're interested in a truly Alaskan show uh, statewide, yada, yada, uh, give me a call. I don't know. We'll see what happens. Maybe they'll call me. Maybe they won't. Um, I have shopped the show to another station in the Anchorage market before. Uh, unfortunately, there's really only three players in the Anchorage market um, for uh, AM radio uh, or talk radio, I guess I should say. And, um, I already worked at one and never going back there. So there's really only two choices. So we'll see. Um, I'm happy to be on the stations that I'm on right now. All the stations of Peninsula Broadcasting down there on the peninsula. And of course, Last Frontier and KFAR up in the interior. I'm, I mean, I'm just, I'm happy to be on those stations. If I got into, uh, um, if I, if I, if I got into the Anchorage market, although I will say it's kind of interesting this is, I don't know why I'm telling you all this, but I'm going to tell you it anyway. I have one line on hold and I'm going to get to you here in just a second, caller. But I was looking through the metrics the other day of the podcast. And I mentioned that to you, that there's over 335,000 downloads of the podcast. 
in the last 12 months. Well, 97,000 of those downloads were in Anchorage. So somebody's listening. Somebody's listening in Anchorage. And, of course, the Matsu has got another tens of thousands. Um, so it's, uh, it's interesting. It's interesting to see how that all works. Um, but uh, there is obviously a need in the South Central area for more Alaskan conversation. And maybe we can provide that. I don't know. We'll have to see. We'll have to see how it goes. It'll be interesting. Um, all right, let's go over to the phones. Let's see what you guys have to say. Coming up tomorrow on the program, by the way, Mike Shower and maybe somebody else, but Mike Shower for sure. Let's go to the phones. Good morning. Who's this? Where are you calling from? Good morning, Michael. This is Adam Hikes calling from Homer. Good morning. How are you? I'm doing so well this morning. I've been listening to your show for a couple of days, and I hear you're going to cut with the politics for a couple of days. And yes. I wanted to finally call in and say what's been on my heart for a few days. Sure. I'm one of the people that really passionately loves Jesus, and I hear him speak to me, his heart for Alaska, and I don't think this is political. Some people might disagree, but it's his heart for this day. And he tells me what he thinks and what his plans are when I worship. And he just says that his plans for Alaska have not changed. He has not given up on us. He has Alaska engraved on the palms of his hands. And he's not going to quit trying to restore this state and her people until our righteousness shines like the noonday sun. He's spoken to me for years about the incredible revival he has planned for Alaska, for the native population, for all of the people that live here. And even when the government looks like a total circus and a catastrophe, that's not his intent. And he does need people to play along and work out his kingdom here in Alaska. But his plans, his kindness and goodness have not changed, and he has not given up on us no matter how bad the situation looks. And that's what I wanted to end the political season with. Well, Adam, oh, I, I it's so important. Yeah, I appreciate that. You know, it's always the, it's always the uh, the old mantra that I, I I've lived by for years, and that I you know that you used to hear kind of uh, quite regularly, which is uh, you know work it like it depends on you, and believe like it depends on him, kind of thing. And that's uh, that's where I'm at. I'm I'm the same it's thing. It's a partnership. Yeah. So, absolutely. Well, Adam, well, thank you for listening, and thank you for coming on board. Yep. And starting starting on Monday, it's going to be just. Nothing, no politics for the remainder of the week, the, for the next th- three days. So <laughs> That'll be nice. I know. I'm totally looking forward to it. All right. Well, Adam, thank you for listening. We appreciate it. And thank you for uh, being part of the show today. Um, have, a, have a great day, okay? Merry Christmas, Mike. Merry Christmas to you, my friend, and thank you for coming on board. Um, all right. That leaves uh, all the lines open. If you would like to sound off, i got time for maybe one more call here in the uh, – uh, in the tail end of the show, uh, and I would love to uh, I'd love to hear from you at 907-433-3150. Otherwise, tomorrow, Mike Shower is going to be joining us. I'm currently working on a guest for Thursday, and we'll see what we can come up with uh, on Thursday. Hopefully, we can uh, uh, hopefully we can have something interesting and fun on Thursday. That's the plan. That's the that's the discussion. So uh, come on out. Don't forget to get signed up for the five days of Christmas. And I know I've been hammering on this, but remember, we've only got so many days before we uh, before we start giving them away. In fact, we're starting the day after tomorrow and then you could still sign up while we're giving them away. But you literally only have 
seven days because uh, next uh, eight days, next Wednesday is my final day of broadcast for the year. So you want to go over there and uh, get that done and get signed up so you can win, uh, get a chance to win a bivy stick, which is handy. And probably in the new year, we're also going to have a new way you can reach the show. And that is going to be the bivy text line because I have a cell phone number connected to this. It's not a state number, unfortunately, but you'll be able to text me during the show and that'll be... That'll be awesome. You'll get a chance to text me, and it'll all come in on the Bibby Stick here through my cell phone. So that will be phenomenal. Fantastic. Okay, my friends. Well, I guess um, that's it for today. I got some more shoveling to do. My son and I are going to go out and do some more shoveling while we wait for the snowplow. Maybe I'll be able to go into town today. I don't know. Stay warm, stay dry, stay safe wherever you are. And don't forget to get prepared for that Wednesday through Friday storm that's coming. Could be rain, could be snow, could be both. God bless you all. Be kind, love one another, and live well. The Michael Duke Show, Common Sense Radio. Okay. I appreciate you guys coming on board. Snow machine is a good thing to have right now. Yeah, but I don't want to ride a snow machine all the way into Anchorage, right? Oh, now Harold is judging my shape. You're not in shape to be out there shoveling. Well, thanks, Harold. How do you know? I do lots of physical things. I mean, round is a shape, Harold. That's that's what I'm saying. Round is a shape. <laughs> I'm not as round as I used to be. I'm a lot less than I used to be. Oh, man, you got to love a guy who just throws everybody under the bus. All right, my friends. Uh, thanks for uh, coming on board. Love all you. We'll see you tomorrow. Get signed up for the Pivot Tale. Don't forget to check out the Common Sense Core if you haven't done that. That's uh, good stuff as well. Yeah? Yeah. All right. Thanks. Uh, thanks for coming in. We will see you guys tomorrow. Have a great day.
shed our terrestrial radio skin. And now we are slimy lizard internet people. It's the Michael Duke Show.